we're here, finally starting this debate. Push had to push it back an extra day uh, so we could all get here, but we're finally here. Uh, Roadie Sports Show is going to be episode 11. This is the Patriots debate for the 2020 season. Yeah. I want to introduce the guests first. Uh, alongside other employees at SFBNRI, we have Matthew Joles and Nick LeBlanc. How are you guys doing? Good, Zach. How are you doing? Yeah, what's up? Hey, doing fantastic. And then alongside me, for those who do listen to the podcast, you might recognize this voice, my buddy Austin Garvey. How's it going? So uh, very, very, very happy to have of, you guys all here. A lot of uh, rumors going around. Javon Clowney, Clay Matthews, maybe. Yeah, we're going to get into caps, all of this. Freeing up cap space. Opt it out. I... <laughs> so how we're really going to – we have no – total organization for this but what it's basically going to come down to is me and nick are going to be arguing on the side that the patriots are not going to do well is that basically the prompt that you've had nick yeah yeah i still have my i still have a lot of doubts about the Patriots entering 2020 yeah um and then matt and austin are going to be arguing for the patriots so i thought because this is obviously a rhode island or new england based uh sports podcast that we would give the floor to either Austin or Matt, depending on if either you guys want to start and just put out your obvious points of why you think the Pats are going to do well. Well, I have faith in Bill Belichick, number one. Uh, I really just think it's just another obstacle in the way for him. I really don't think uh, anything's going to change, dude. It's like he says, it's a system, you know, it's uh, Cam Newton's going to come in, perform, and he can run. That's the best thing about it. I really think uh, the opt-outs are – Adam Schefter tweeted that they were intentional and it's – Bill Belichick's like the mastermind behind it just to free up cap space and everything. So I really think they're going to sign some big-name defenders that no one's going to really be expecting. I really think so. You had just mentioned the two that you uh, that you really think are going to happen. You want to mention those again? Yeah, Clowney and – I mean, Clay Matthews is retired, but I mean, money talks. Absolutely could get him out. Clay Matthews, uh, he, was he on the Rams last year still, or did he not play last year? Do you guys know? I believe he was still on the Rams. Uh, he, played for the, he played for the Rams last year. Then okay. they caught him uh, at the beginning of free agency. Right. Yeah. Uh, Matt, anything you want to add real quick? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, for, for all the things that everybody wants to talk about, about Shefty and the stuff that he says, but he, he's got this one completely wrong. Um, these were not uh, these were not opt outs that were intentional. Marcus Cannon's a leukemia survivor. There's no way in the world that Marcus Cannon was going to play the NFL season with something like COVID nineteen happening. That was a that was certainly a uh, you know a, a health reason to it. Um, Patrick Chung has had a lot of injuries and health issues over the past year. That was really a health uh, reason around it. Dante Hightower has a very young family. You know, like, you know, Dante Hightower's got a young family, got kid, you know, kid on the way, um, you know, like there, there's no way in the world, um, you know, that, that you were going to have Dante Hightower um, play this season. I, I was just talking about that on um, the, uh, my podcast show, and that's the game. We had Ian Fournette, the president of the Boston Cannons, and he was talking about one of his players going home because his wife had a, you know, had their second daughter and, you know, he left the bubble and went home. So like, you got to understand that these opt-outs, there's, you can't do things intentionally because there's still a payout to this. 
all these players are going to make $150,000 this year on the NFLPA, NFL agreed stipend. So there's still money. And the Patriots already had worked out through reworking um, Joe Tooney's contract and, uh, and Rex Burkhead's contract. They cleared enough cap space to be able to get Jadavion Clowney in. So if Clowney was going to come to the Patriots, that had already been figured out. That was already in the business plans. All I got to say is, you know, like, I've been following the Patriots since before Bill Belichick was even the head coach of it. When, you know, there was a guy, Grogan playing quarterback and nobody had a clue who the head coach was. And Bob Kraft was sitting in the upper level of the stadium at Foxborough's on a, on a bleachers, you know, watching us go four and 12 in a season. <laughs> you know, like, I got I to say, I got to say to, uh, to, to all of it being, um, you know, when Bill Belichick came to the Patriots in, you know, in 2000, the, uh, the, the immediate phrase around Foxborough and, you know, and the locker room became next man up. And the Patriots have always played that every single season. If you remember Tom Brady going down and, you know, the very first game of the season when he gets his, his leg rolled up on yeah, and brings up next man up, Matt Castle comes in yeah. and they still do decent. 11 and 5. That, 11 and 5. Hey, look, yes, no Brandon Bolden, no Marcus Cannon, no Danny Vitale, no Dante Hightower. No, like, we can sit here and say no anybody. But we got Will Hastings back because of all of this. You know, like we're going to sign Will Hastings. You know, Will Hastings is back again. You know, Brian Lewerke just got re-signed again after getting cut, you know, like three days ago, you know, kind of thing. So – Look, we don't know, you know, what's going to happen. Obviously, um, you know, we can add Najee Torin, the offensive linebacker from UCLA to the list, who's now uh, decided to cut out. You know, yeah, it, it's certainly crazy. But look, it's the New England Patriots. Every time we think that they're done, every time we think they're toasted, this has happened, that's happened, this player's injured, that player's injured all of a sudden they still somehow figure out a way to get it done. So until Bill Belichick and, you know, until Bill Belichick is no longer there until, you know, like Josh McDaniels is no longer there until, you know, you know, Ivan Frears is no longer there. It's the freaking New England Patriots. Exactly. Exactly. There's always hope. So always hope. Nick, do you want to start first? You want me to? Uh, you, didn't, you didn't go first. All right, so to, uh, to piggyback off a couple of things that you just said, Matt, um, yes, they are going to get hurt because the players that are opting out are going to be making stipends. But to that point, those stipends are only accumulate to about $1.3 million. And that $1.3 million is going to be instead of the about $27 million that they would be paying Hightower, Cannon, Vitaly, Chung. So they definitely do have cap space. I also agree with you that there's no way this was intentional. Um, I can see that being I, – I can see Bill Belichick working a plan around it because he is so brilliant and because he has a mind for the unconventional. But I, I do believe that all of this is the Patriots players taking their health and safety above the, the season, which I agree with. Now, to my point that I'm going to argue um, – I'm looking at this based off of last year and the year before in which I would argue that the Patriots got worse last year 
and then through a free agent draft and an opt-out standpoint got even worse again this year. So in the last two years, the Patriots have lost 12 starters for their defense. I actually have them written down over here. So last year they lost Malcolm Brown, Trey Flowers, Adrian Claiborne, and Eric Rowe. This year, they lost Danny Shelton, Alandon Roberts, Jamie Collins, who was arguably the defensive MVP last year. They also lost Kyle Van Noy, Nate Ebner, and Deron Harmon, along with the three big opt-outs of Hightower Chung and Cannon, but Cannon's actually not defense. Now, to your point, you said next man up, in which I am a firm believer. I believe that Bill Belichick can make a Hall of Famer out of any bench player that decides that he wants to put in the work. That being said, they're running out of bench players. You know, sure, they have some 22-year-olds that they just drafted and this and that, but I got to tell you, uh, Lawrence Guy is their best defensive lineman. Uh, Alan- not Alandon. Jawan Bentley is their best linebacker. You know, they have the McCordys and Gilmore, which is the it's best rough. secondary probably so in the NFL. So rough. But I have to tell you, it is going to take serious work serious work in which in this situation that we're in with COVID-19 sprinkling a little bit of extra whatever you want to say into every situation and players aren't a hundred percent in in to this season in which they would be if corona wasn't a thing I can just see that mentality of next man up kind of slipping and even if it kind of slips just a little bit with everything else that's been going on with Brady leaving I, I just see the best case scenario for the Patriots this year in my eyes is nine and seven with a seventh uh, playoff spot, the extra wild card in their future. That is the best I can see possibly win their division because they'll, they might be Buffalo twice this year. Uh, they do it every year. Maybe if they can beat Buffalo twice this year, I'll give them a good chance, but I am I am so much less than confident in them. I think I think they can win the division. Yeah. yeah. Kind of just tying back to what everyone said to this point. Like, do I blame guys like Hightower, Chong, Cannon? No, I don't. They all have their reasons. I listened to Bill Belichick this afternoon on the radio. Bill Belichick completely understands. And Belichick even said, family comes first. So all that I get. But you take a guy like Hightower, who's by far been your best linebacker for the last five seasons. Patrick Trump has been one of your better safeties or in corners over the course of the last two, three, four seasons. You take that a lot away. And, and who's and, and what's going to say that's going to stop Jason and Devin McCourty from opting out of the season two? You lose, you lose those two guys. The defense is port. And, oh, and, yeah. And really, I'm not much confidence in the off in the offense either. You know, Brady leaving, we all knew Brady was having a couple. Brady was on the down downtrend anyway last couple of years, but still playing at a high level. But you bring in a guy like Cam Newton, who's had shoulder, foot, it just injury after injury each of the last two years. Now look, now look. Am I just here to say Cam Newton is in a better option than Jared Stidham? No, I'd take Newton over Stidham any day of the week. But your brain of guy who's had injury history over the course of the last couple of years, you're not sure if he's going to really survive a training camp at this point. No, he wanted to be a starter. He had a, he had a brand down to where you want him. You only signed him for like a, a buck and a half 
million dollars or something like that, plus incentives. Yeah. So it's really you gotta take the health of Julian Edelman too. The he his body's taken a beat in the last couple of years. So don't know how effective he is. Sanu, who, uh, Mohamed Sanu, you don't know if his ankle's gonna atrate. So a lot of concerns with the with this Patriots defense because you no longer have Calvin Noy. He's down with the Dolphins. You lost so many pieces defensively. It, 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 this is the number one ranked defense after week eight. After they went a no last year and they had the number one scoring offense, defense falls down a little bit. They're still in the top ten throughout the entire year, but the offense went from the number one scoring offense all the way down to middle of the league because the offense couldn't score last season. Now it's not necessarily all you know the offense's fault. They had a lot of they played a lot of great defenses along the way, but my confidence in the Patriots, it's I'm at that point. I think they. Zach, as you said, they just still get the seven spot in the AFC because, let's face it, the other nine, the other nine teams, the AFC are that and that. That's just about the reason I would put them at seven. Yeah. Well, yeah, they'll find some reason to crash and burn, but I see the Patriots maybe going maybe eight and eight, nine and seven. I don't see them winning the division over the Bills. See, the Bills are going to get the better of them this year. no, the the Patriots will probably lose the Buffalo in Buffalo. And the Patriots are always due for a loss against Miami. They're at home or on the road every year. It seems like so that's not really a shock to anyone. So I say nine and seven. They squeak into the last playoff spot. Maybe they just miss it. Yeah. I I, I didn't know that that Max Kellerman and his Cliff were on the show. You know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Network Rhode Island. Apparently, I've, I've stumbled into ESPN first take. So let me go a little, Steven. Bring it on, if Skip. Think, Bring it on, Skip. If you think that Lawrence Guy is your best defensive linebacker, you clearly have missed who your linebackers are on the Patriots. Well, no, I said he's the best Lawrence- defensive lineman. He's the nose tackle for this year. Lawrence Guy is not your best defensive player. You have completely forgotten that you have the ability under Bill Belichick and the mastermind that he is to look at what Chase Winovich might do. Exactly. Chase Winovich was a surprise last year, and I think he's going to be even a bigger surprise. And you want to talk about Clay Matthews? I think Chase Winovich is watching. He's got that Clay Matthews hair, baby thing if you know you're going to play john simon at right end and you know that lawrence guy might not be the best at left end maybe you put dietrich wise at left end maybe you put lawrence guy at right end and put dietrich wise on the left end and even become stronger there you also have to think about what are you going to do with the possibility of can you move Shalik Calhoun off of that second linebacker position behind Winovich into Dante Hightower's spot? You've got to look, too, at the possibility that, yeah, okay, maybe the McCourties, you know, might step out. If they do, that's fine. You can have Stephon Gilmore on the right side and you shift Jonathan Jones over to the left side instead of J.C. Jackson, who I think could possibly be better. I mean, look, the next man up mentality is there because even if you still 
Go on the offensive side of it. And yeah, okay, look, Cam Newton, if you haven't seen his Instagram videos, if you haven't seen his Twitter videos, if you think Cam Newton isn't back to Superman, I don't know what social media y'all are following, but you're not following Cam Newton's social media because the dude looks better than he was in Carolina. The he didn't dude play looks all like year. he looks like college Cam Newton yeah. again. Looks that fit as well, too. But hey, look, this Patriots team is still loaded one way or another, no matter how which way you slice this up, you still got James White, you still got Rex Burkhead, you still got Sonny Michelle, you still got Edelman, you still got guys like Lacoste and Izzo. You still got and you still got David Andrews and Joe Tune. Like Isaiah Wynn, Nikhil Harry, who we didn't even really get to see a full season out of yet. Look, we've seen bizarre things happen in just about every single professional sport. You guys know how much I talk about women's soccer. I'll throw this one. Who the hell thought the Houston Dash were going to win the NWSL championship? Everybody was thinking Carolina because they went undefeated round robin. I'm telling you, look, if you want to sleep on a team – Please, everybody, sleep on the Patriots because this team is primed to really – Buffalo, like, honestly, <laughs> you're going to think that Buffalo from the AFC East? Buffalo doesn't even know who their starting quarterback is going to be week one. Miami is a fluke. Yes, Brian Flores is a great coach and all that, but has Miami had a consistency through anything possibly happening? Honestly – the Patriots are going to win the AFC East. I think they're going to go 10 and 6, maybe even 11 and 5. They're going to win the AFC East. They're going to be at least a 2 seed in the playoffs. They're going to go to the AFC Championship. <laughs> yes. Yes. And possibly 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 going to be the billion dollar man that is Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs. There is no way in the world that you can sleep on the New England Patriots because they are still too loaded. And you know what? All the players that you just mentioned that were lost, guess what? Jamie Collins went to Cleveland, did nothing in Cleveland, and had to come back to the Patriots because he realized he couldn't do anything when he's not in New England and still wasn't that good last year. And tell me if you heard this right, 10 and 6, second in the AFC behind Cincinnati. Because for some reason, I had the prime show Bengals in my mind. But uh, no. Joe Burrow's going to win. I like the confidence. I like the confidence. But let's, let's look at reality. There's going to be seven playoff teams now in both AFC and NFC. So. Getting the first round, getting the top seed in the in both conferences is more important now. Patriots aren't going to finish ahead of Kansas City. They're not going to finish ahead of Baltimore. I don't think they're going to finish ahead of uh, whatever team is out of the South, what knucklehead team. Say it. But then again, every team in the South can't get out of their own way either. The Texans or the Titans, whichever team you want to float out there. Probably Titans. I'll, I'll give you the Bills. The Bills sometimes can't get out of their way. I'll, I'll give you them, but I think the Bills are – 
a little bit better. They're confident in, jo in Josh Allen going into the season again. He improved last season compared to his rookie year. And, and I think Buffalo right now ha has the best chance over New England. Now, I'm not worried about the Jets and the Dolphins as those two teams came down their own way. They can't even tell. The, 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 remember, the Jets are a team that in which their quarterback likes to throw to the other team and says, I'm seeing ghosts. And another quarterback <laughs> literally runs into his own offensive lineman's behind and fumbles the football. But anyway, though, <laughs> the, 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 eight, the top teams in the AFC in the AFC right now are the Chiefs, Ravens, and the Texans. And I don't see the Patriots finishing ahead of either without, of those three teams. Even without DeAndre Hopkins? Even, yeah, I wouldn't without, put the Texans in the top four. Even without DeAndre Hopkins. Really? Even without DeAndre Hopkins. I, I mean, think they the got Brandon Cooks. J.J. Watt can't do it all. They lost Jadavon Clowney. I, I, would give, I, I would give the AFC South to the Titans. Uh, biasly, honorable mention, the Colts. Like I said, it's a toss-up between the Texans or the Titans, whichever, whichever those two meatball teams you want to throw you in think's there. Better? Who do you think is better, Colts or the Pats this year? Who do you think is going to have the better record? Uh, Patriots. I don't think the Colts can get out of the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. You guys want to bet 202? No. I'm taking all comers. No. I'm taking all <laughs> comers. Easy, I want all that was an easy smoke. win. That's an easy win. But anyway, we're getting off topic. Um, <laughs> I want to bring up one more thing. I had like two or three points. We've touched on almost all of them. The one extra point I want to make, and I, I sometimes – look, we talk about strength of schedule, and sometimes it comes and bites us in the ass because a lot of times – Teams that were great last year just have a slump next year. And strength of schedule means nothing because you were playing what was like a combined average of a 567 schedule, and now it's like 480. But with that being said, last year, the Patriots played six teams that would have ended up – that ended up being over 500. And they were 3-3 three and three in those six games with two of their wins coming against the Bills. This year – they have eight games against t teams that were above 500 last year. And they also have the hardest strength of schedule mm. in which last year it was like the 25th hardest strength of schedule. Like I said, there's a big asterisk around that. We never know what teams are going to flop, what teams are not, but like they go to Seattle, they go to Kansas city, Houston, they go to the Rams and then they also have to play Baltimore and the 49ers. Yeah, but you got to remember, strength of schedule is based on how that team did last season. You don't know what's going to happen in training camp. We're still, you know, sorting through all of the opt-outs. I believe they have until Tuesday to make, uh, to make final decisions. And also, I mean, for all things being, like, we don't know what – you know, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know who's going to have the hangover. For all we know, the Houston Texans come out on September 10th and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. If that happens on that Thursday night, all bets at that moment are off for how yeah, the season's going to go. Yeah, the Super Bowl, though. But, but, I mean, look, you're talking about – It's rare for a team to go back-to-back -back Super Bowls. So. Points of the, – the whole thing of strength of schedule – sometimes also goes into, you know, how you have to play against those teams at their particular places. Yes, you have to go to CenturyLink Field in Seattle.
but there are going to be maybe 10,000 fans in that stadium, not 67,000 fans making an earthquake happen on the seismography charts. Like it's not you, a 3,000 mile go, ride though. Yeah, travel. You have to go, you have to go to Arrowhead with maybe 10,000 fans there. You have to go to, you know, Buffalo, which doesn't have any fans show up anyway, so you're fine there. <laughs> yeah. the, show up anyway, who, who, that's fine there, you know, but like, you know, like you're going to get the Chargers and Rams in brand new SoFi Stadium, which who knows if the fans are going to show up there anyway, yeah, they probably you know, will. either. Like, Chargers it, are gonna, the, the, They'll show up for the Rams, not the Chargers. Yeah. Right, exactly. But I mean, but then look, you're going to close with the Bills and the Jets at home. Now, here's the only way I'm going to back up. The Bills and the Jets are used to playing in silent stadiums, so that might be a way that the Patriots trip up. <laughs> when having no fans is an advantage. Yeah, having no fans is an advantage. That's funny. <laughs> the only time <laughs> the Patriots might have 10 or 11 wins, and it'll be okay. So, yeah. like. But then again, they have Cam Newton, who's not used to fans anyway. I just think, why would the Pats want to want to slip if they don't? If they if like they they sign Cam Newton, why if they want to tank, why not just start Stidham? I don't get why. I don't think they want to tank. I don't think they want to tank. The one thing we can all the Patriots aren't going to tank for Trevor Lawrence. No. If they're going to tank for Lawrence, Cam Newton wouldn't be here. Newton wouldn't be here. Newton would still be on. Newton would still be on the side of the street with the car. What what with the cardboard side saying, "What we'll play quarterback for food." <laughs> Yeah. If they lose the first three games of the season, I think they tank. Maybe not for the number one pick, but I think they tank and get that pick I think, later. I think, they make I think a- Trevor Lawrence could go to the Patriots. I've been on this for two years. No. Oh, well, whoever finishes with the worst record in the NFL probably either be the, the Jaguars, Dolphins, Redskins, the Jets, Washington football team, Jacksonville, whoever. They're, 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 the Washington football team, <laughs> they're going to draft Trevor Lawrence number one overall. Trevor yep. Lawrence to the Patriots, no shot. No shot. Maybe they'll get no Justin shot. Fields. They'll get that far down in the draft. I, 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 love, I love Trevor Lawrence to death. I think he is one of the most dynamic players that we've seen in the NCAA. But Trevor Lawrence to the Patriots would have to be a Mike Ditka trading yeah. for yeah, exactly. Bush yes. Titan. We're just going to give all 17 of our picks away no. to draft one and then you know, and then you hope that he doesn't turn out like Ryan Leaf. You know, you hope I mean, that maybe, his game. Maybe about, if Cam Newton is good, you can trade Cam Newton. You only have no, year. Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford's an enigma. What about Sam I Bradford? Think, I think Sam, number one overall bust. Yeah. No, I think Sam Bradford could have been a very good quarterback if he actually had an offensive line put in front of him. Sam Bradford never had a true offensive line to be able to play. Ryan Leaf, Johnny Manziel, those guys are straight up busts. Their game never was going to make it in the, in the pro, in the pro game. And, 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 and if you can't go to Canada and even make it where you've got 12 yard end zones and a 55 yard line, you really know you should have stayed in, in college ball. The only one who's ever been able to transfer his game around, re- truly, honestly, really transfer his game around has been Kurt Warner. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, yeah, that, that. I agree with that. Uh, how many more years of this productivity do we give Baker Mayfield before he's a bust? One. One. You're right. He has a good offense around him. Yeah, he does. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's Cleveland. They tend to have a good team, high expectations, and then they crash and burn. It happens every year. It's a, it's a glorious comedy show. I don't think Baker Mayfield is a bust. I think Baker Mayfield's on the wrong team. Really? I don't know, so man. What team? What team do you think you should be on? I don't think I don't think he's a bust. I think he's on the wrong team. He needs to be. He, he's either on the wrong team or he's on a really wrong coaching staff. Yeah. And, and well, they I, shook would blame, up the, I would blame the coaching staff. Over they him. shook up the entire coaching staff well, over the offseason. Yeah, they did. Cleveland, Cleveland goes through coaching staffs like, you know, like guys go through underwear. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but look, the fact of the matter, the fact of the matter is you need to have, you need to have, a coach that understands quarterbacks or you need to have an offensive coordinator who understands quarterbacks. And if you look at all of the teams that have had true franchise quarterbacks, there has either been a head coach or an offensive coordinator who has known how to a develop the quarterback and B put the system around the quarterback. You look at, you know, you look at, at, and, and Belichick is, is, is an example of this because if you look at, at Bill Parcells, when Parcells was with the Giants, the Giants were built around Phil Sims and what Phil Sims could be able to do. You look at the Colts yeah. under Peyton Manning, the Colts were built around Manning and what, the, and what Manning could do. The Patriots were built around Tom Brady and what Brady could do. The Niners were built around Joe Montana and Steve Young. The Cowboys were built around Troy Aikman. If you don't build around the quarterback, if you try to make the quarterback build to everybody else, Jameis Winston's problem in Tampa Bay was that Tampa Bay was just built and they expected to slot Jameis Winston in. I don't think that Baker Mayfield is a bad quarterback. I don't think he's a bust. I think Baker Mayfield was tried, and this is the Cleveland Browns problem for 18 years. They try to slot a quarterback into the Cleveland Browns system. When the Cleveland Browns were successful, oh, wait, Bill Belichick was the head coach and Bernie Kosar was the quarterback. The Cleveland Browns were built around what Bernie Kosar could do. And that's how they went to the playoffs. And that's how they went to the championship. But I would argue that this Browns team is built around Baker Mayfield. They went out and said they signed Odell Beckham. They went out and they signed Austin Hooper and they signed Taylor Decker and they Jarvis signed Landry. Kareem Hunt. They already had Jarvis Landry. That's true. Who, I mean, is nothing but another option, definitely a short route option, which is what Baker Mayfield uh, threw a lot of in Oklahoma to open up the deep ball. If you look at the, his offense right now, it is very similar to his, senior season Heisman winning campaign at Oklahoma. He had, oh, that's going to make me upset. Joe Mixon at running back, the high uh, second round, almost Heisman level running back. He had D.D. Westbrook and he had a young C.D. Lamb. You know, and he had a Mark Andrews who is now Austin Hooper or it was David Njoku. I don't know what happened with Njoku though. He had a world of potential and just never performed. But I would say that, especially with them getting Kevin Stefanski 
the Vikings OC as their new head coach, that this is, it might not be his last year to prove it, but he has, he is, he is on the clock now. He has he's to start on, doing something. If he wants to get paid. May, May, Mayfield's on a very, Mayfield and really everyone on that Browns team and the coaches staff, they're on a very fine line. It's either perform now or you're you're out of here. And that's pretty much been the whole Cleveland theme for, for a couple of years now. Which is a terrible you know, Everyone in Cleveland walks on a very thin line. It, it's not it's not the best football atmosphere. I agree with that. And and no, and man, as you said, the, the Browns go through head coaches like girls go through lipstick and eyeliner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it's just not a good football culture out in Cleveland and you know I'm just joking I say Baker has only this year to prove it and or else he's a bust no probably if Mayfield can lead the Browns to the playoffs within the next two to three years that he's there then 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 he's gonna be a bust he's probably gonna be a career backup all over the NFL well he only has two more years until the Browns have to decide if they're gonna pay him you know so that's that is their window and if they don't think that he's going to be the guy. That's, could, that's the fine line. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So and there's your fine line. So through all this debate, through all this shouting, talking over each other, whatever you want to say, at least we can all agree that the Patriots will do better than the Browns this year. Yeah. I, I can get behind that. Yeah, that, that that, that's, yeah that's given. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's an easy given. So, yeah, um, is there any other points you guys wanted to make? Did we? Did I cut anybody off or anything? Matt, you seem like your uh, your mind is. No, nah, just um, just, just hey, hey. want to make quick. Uh, my, my mind, my mind is always spinning. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Mine too, man. Just, just final thing I just want to make is that I, you know, I, I still think the Patriots are going to do okay this season. I'm just very concerned for the health of. A lot of guys in the offense. I'm just concerned with the defense, missing big pieces in Hightower and Chung. Edelman has been the same since ACL injury. I'm concerned about I'm concerned about Newton whether he's going to make it out of camp, but if he does start, will will his will his foot hold up? Will his shoulder hold up? Just a lot of questions surround surround the Patriots, and that and that just scares me. So that you know, I'm not saying that the Patriots <laughs> are going to completely fall off of a cliff because they're not because. Look at the conference they play in. Not nine out of the sixteen teams are inept. So you know, I'm not I'm not completely running the Patriots off, but it wouldn't surprise me if they don't make the playoffs. If they fall just short to a team, say like uh, the Colts or something, or just yes. some surprise team. And here's so, and some here's surprise team that comes in the corner. Here's something that I will give to the Patriots. Over the last two three years, the Patriots have drafted very well, and it so happens to be that players that have opted out and players that have left are now going to be able to be filled by these 24-year-olds that's been in the locker room for two years that get to prove their shot. Players like the Alabama linebacker, Anthony Jennings, who's going to get a lot of time now that Hightower's out, and he's a great prospect, fourth rounder, I believe. Players like Yadni Kajust, who I believe was out of Michigan, who will probably now start at right tackle, thanks to Marcus Cannon. Um, I also, I... I just thought of this. I've not seen any media speculation. I've not seen anybody talk about this. I think that Sony Michelle will play a lot of fullback this year. Now that Danny Vitale's gone, now that they don't have a fullback on the roster, and being that Sony Michelle has struggled 
Oh, he's his last two years. Oh, his rookie struggling. year and he's especially Tony, the playoffs. Tony Michelle. Tony Michelle. If you don't have a fullback for Sony Michelle, M- M- Michelle cannot find a hole, get there, and explode through it. And that was and that was evident in in last year, all throughout last season. No, no fullback. He was not exposed enough. You have a fullback. He's able to find a hole and explode through for 20, 30 yards. And so I hope Cam Newton, because he was good at this in Carolina, I hope Cam Newton is practicing play action. Because that could be the savior to their season. Yes, 100%. If you got six, seven guys stacking the box against Sony Michelle and Cam Newton is able to have a good play action and scramble out, they might be able to go 10-6. They might. The ability to have a quarterback to run – opens up your offense. It brings up so many more dynamics to the game. And he's no Lamar Jackson, but he still he still brings a lot of options. Dude. Right, and he can break it, more it, tackles with the strength than Lamar. Yeah, you, you it, bring, it, it, he into opens the up the run game. He literally opens up the run game for right. you. It's, it, it's time to, open, to dig deep in the playbook, open up the bag of tricks, and just pull yeah. out all the stops, do all things you couldn't do with the what they – Guy that ran like a forty-year-old, uh, no, not forty, an eighty-year-old grandmother and Tom Brady, in yeah. which you're just very limited on things. Yeah. It might be pushing it, but I see your point. I love Brady, yes, but the guy running just scared the living crap out of me because he's high stepping his way, he's way to the McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> I've got uh, I've got one one final thought on all this, which um, you know we're we're sitting here and we're talking about all these players who have opted out and for all the reasons they've opted out and how it's going to affect teams and this and that and everything. And within all this, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention what I thought was the best opt-out ever. And we're not going to see opt-outs happen in NFL history probably ever again, but this was the best opt-out. Warren DuVernay-Tardif out of the Kansas City Chiefs who opted out so that he can stay in Canada at the hospital that he works out. Remember, he is a licensed practicing medical physician. He works in emergency in emergency medicine in That's Canada, cool. where he's from. The very first player, as soon as the NFL Players Association, the NFL got this agreement done, he said, I'm out so I can stay in Canada and work in the hospital and continue to treat patients in the COVID-19 emergency wing um, in Canada, which he's been doing since mid-March when this all broke out. And I have to say, as much as Kansas City is going to miss him on the line because he is one heck of a player as well, too, that was the best opt-out story that I've, that I've, uh, that I've seen. And he – look, we can go ahead right now and just say there's no need for Walter Payton Man of the Year Award nominations yeah. to go because – that's it right there. There's your award winner. Yep. Put a, I, uh, put, there's your, go to the bookie. Put a bet. He'll be back on the Chiefs. He'll be back on the Chiefs. The Chiefs will look at him after all this is all said and done. They're going to look at him, offer him his contract back. He'll probably take it. And then you'll see him back on the Chiefs offensive line in 2021, most likely. Well, his, I contract, his contract's already been told. It's uh, it's it's eligible for for next year regardless. So he's uh, he will be back with the Chiefs next year, and he will get his full salary. Yeah, oh, all the players that opt out. No, I heard salary, that. I said no. Stop. Yeah, they're gonna be so Dante Hightower, Chung. All of their 2020 through 2021 deals are gonna get moved to 21 through 22, and they're going to be just getting their stipends this year. Whether it's a non-risk player, they're going to get 150000 like Dante Hightower. Or Marcus Cannon, who, like Matt said, is dealing with uh, past with leukemia. He's a high-risk uh, patient. 
he'll be getting a stipend of 350000 Two things I wanted to add. One, um, Louvert, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif uh, is actually still in petition with the NFL to get a white badge MD on his jersey, which I just think is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, that is cool. You know, like the uh, – yeah. I don't know why they just allow it. They should. Why, why, why – that jersey makes it right. The one player that rises that opted into the season is David Andrews after what he had to go through last year. The fact that yeah. he opted in with his now medical history is shocking to me. But you know, hey, if you're healthy, if he, if he feels he's healthy enough and he can survive a full season with the pandemic going on, you know, by all means, go for it. But just careful. I'm surprised David Andrews opted in. I thought he'd be one of the first to opt out. Me, me too. I was surprised too. Which he probably he still can he still can yeah what he did still can if he was it till Tuesday is that the deadline yeah Tuesday Tuesday at noon I believe is the deadline good to know Tuesday I did not know that so that would be what the third August third fourth fourth okay yep. August. uh so yeah that's basically it everybody got everything uh, off their chest I'm sure we could get into more but for the most part a, we can get into a lot more yeah well definitely <laughs> if uh, if the season starts. And the Patriots are two and two. Maybe we'll have another one of these, something like that. But for now, I think we've made a lot of good points. Yeah, when the Colts yep. are zero and four and the Pats are four and zero, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see about that. I'll, I'll, I'll do two and two at best. I'll go two and two at best. Okay. Seattle okay. can't. I can't wait to prove everybody wrong this year. I can't wait. Colts are going to be number one in the AFC. You heard it first. The Pats are just going to keep doing what they're doing. That's what they're going to do. Philip Rivers finally gets it done in the barn. Uh, I don't know. Philip Rivers throws <laughs> never, like two interceptions never, somehow. Never. He's going to throw it in the, 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 the last, last minute of the fourth quarter. Every, I'm still trying to figure out how Philip Rivers has had as long a career as he's had. He's a Hall of Famer. Like, you, know I mean? you want to know actually the reason why? He's well, not a Tomlinson. Hall of Famer. Well, Danny and Tomlinson, that's how he's had such a long career. Yeah, exactly. There, there, and it's one thing Philip Rivers needs and, and one thing he doesn't need. Bill Rivers needs a Super Bowl ring. He doesn't need another kid. He needs a playoff. He needs, <laughs> he needs a he needs a playoff win. Is what he needs. Not even a Super Bowl. Oh ring. man! All right, all right. That's enough hating on my boy. I could. I agree with everything. I <laughs> definitely don't think they're going to be number one in the AFC. But uh, but yeah, that's that's going to be it, guys. Um, Rody Sports Show episode twelve, the Big Patriots debate. We got an extra bonus episode dropping today that you guys can also check out. Talked about the Madden 21 ratings. Um, thank you guys so much for coming out. <laughs> no problem, Zach. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. Yeah, good times, guys. All right. Uh, we'll be catching everybody later. Later. Peace. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs>